0: Good afternoon, everyone. James Hicks here from Hicks New Media Infotainment News. I am thrilled today to be joined by Jennifer Balcazar. Jennifer is the sales account manager at the Vascular Institute of Northern California. Today is really the first of a two-part series where we'll be going to talk about and provide some education on PAD, peripheral artery disease. Listen, your health is critical and cannot be taken for granted. We'll discuss warning signs, we'll talk about treatment options, and most importantly, answer any questions you may have about this disease. But before we get started with the discussion, I wanted to share a short, informative video about this.
1: I'm only 51, but my legs are killing me. If you experience discomfort in your legs when walking or climbing stairs, don't ignore it. You may very well have peripheral artery disease, or PAD, a buildup of plaque in the arteries that reduces blood flow to the legs and feet. PAD is a cardiovascular disease that can lead to stroke, heart attack, amputation, even death.
0: But if I had it, I'd know it, right?
1: Perhaps. But while PAD has a number of symptoms, they can sometimes be mild and suggest some other cause. These symptoms are often missed. There might be painful cramping, numbness or weakness, or a weak pulse in your legs or feet, sores that won't heal, or other symptoms. Unfortunately, PAD is a very common condition. So, if you're over 50, or if you have diabetes, or if you smoke, you are at risk for peripheral artery disease. See your doctor because that's a risk you don't want to live with.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. I apologize. I hear we may have lost a little audio during during the middle of that. I've got too many screens going. Let me (laughs) tell you something. Jennifer. you, You know, I told you before we started, I've got two screens over here and I got four screens over here. I am just not, uh, Uh, Every day is like Groundhog's Day again. Like, like I said during the pre-show, you know, I, I forget some things. But Jennifer, how are you doing today?
2: I am fantastic, James. I appreciate you inviting me onto your show. How are you today?
0: I'm hanging in there. You know, I'm, I'm blessed and I am uh, glad that I, I believe we have a number of folks joining live who can definitely benefit from the conversation. I think we all can benefit from the conversation. But, but again, I think that this uh, res- will resonate definitely with a lot of the audience today and the folks that are either listening live or going to be listening to a replay and can take some action on it. So I tell you, what, before we get started, tell the folks a little bit more about, g- give us the elevator pitch on you. Tell us who you are.
2: Let's see. I am a road, road warrior. So I am out every day visiting the local cities of Sacramento, Carmichael, Placer County, Rose, all over all the counties. And my goal is primarily to help folks reduce the risk of amputation. And I'm very, very passionate about it. And I'll tell you why. Uh I've had two family members pass away with amputation, and had they known that they had the proper care available to them, then they probably would still be here today. So my mission here today is to have a little fun, but also show the education that we have available at Vascular Institute um, to reduce those worries and reduce those risks so that you and family members and friends and associates can all live ha- happily and healthy and thrive.
0: I appreciate that. And that, that you know, your story proves that what you're doing Resonates with you and it means something to you, right? You're you're not just out there doing a, a job. This this actually has personal meaning for you. So I hope that really resonates with the folks that are listening as well. And I hope they are uh, comfortable with typing in a question, so so we can address those uh, because th- this is this is critical. And and again, uh, kind of as we were talking about during the pre-show, there could be apprehension to going and looking out for yourself. Why right now? Maybe because, you know, the the pandemic and because you don't want to go into a hospital and, you know, there, let's be frank and and let's, let's get focused here. There are folks that are still timid and uh, apprehensive of getting like, like the, uh, the vaccine. So, so so there's a lot of pause at, when it comes to getting medical care, primarily, again, I'll talk about the African-American community. And I want to make sure that we kind of address that and talk to, some of those fears, some of those concerns, talk folks away from uh, some of those fears and some of those concerns, and, and actually move forward with getting getting taken care of. So,
2: absolutely, yes. And and again, I really appreciate your time today because the value is very purposeful, and I'm very passionate about sharing this education because I do. I do honestly want everyone to get a little little piece of what is simply is a simple procedure. Very simple. Uh, and, and we do. We will. We reduce the fear and the apprehension and even anxiety.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. We, we've got a handful of questions here to go through. And again, they, they, they touch on the subject, but I'm sure folks will chime in as well. So I think let, let's start here. Right. at Kind of at uh-huh. a high level, because, again, you, a lot of times we, we will hear something and we think it means something else. And then that causes agitation. Right, sure. because we we think we've got CAD, we've got coronary artery disease, as opposed to peripheral artery disease. So, walk us through exactly what PAD is, and, and is it similar to CAD?
2: So, um, our body is composed of arteries and veins. <clears throat> arteries, you know, they they shift blood, you know, to the heart and away from the heart, and you know, and veins create you know oxygen to move through your body. To create the um, advantageous space so that we can thrive, you know, in, in, in our body and we walk and talk and do all these things for with our heart, our heart and keeps us moving and grooving. The difference is peripheral arterial disease is the lower extremity. And the coronary artery disease is the upper body. So let's kind of like just separate that for a second. Both diseases are a result of atherosclerosis. So when, when folks, you know, you've gone to the doctor, maybe some of your family members have had coronary artery disease, and um, how it works is they have um, gotten tests where they put a dye into the artery to see if there's any kind of blockage.
0: Mm.
2: Well, the same thing applies to peripheral artery disease, except it's in the lower legs. And how that works is uh, your arteries from your waist down can also get clogged with plaque and fatty, uh, you know, fatty lipids. And what happens is when those things um, continue to manifest, that's when they can get completely blocked. The same applies for coronary artery disease, except for it's going, the flow stops towards your heart. So your legs and feet need the blood flow in order to keep you moving and thriving. Same as the blood flow needs to go to your heart to keep moving and thriving. So they are similar in the results that they are both uh, with the uh, um, fatty, fatty lipids and definitely with plaque. It's just in two different places.
0: So you're, you're essentially telling us, don't be sedentary, get up and move, right, to, to make sure that we don't have those types of issues, uh, because as with the proper diet, as with, you know, not eating the things that are bad for us, maybe getting more towards a up I'm going to say it, getting more towards a plant-based diet. I know some folks will want to hear that. But but again, eating more more nutritious foods, that helps the entire body and obviously helps the heart. But just being active, being mobile, uh, those are the kind of things that can possibly help um, re- reduce the chances of, of getting, getting PAD, correct?
2: Correct. PAD and CAD. And the reason why is because when you are active, it allows those uh, arteries to keep the blood flowing. It, it the blood will continue to flow through your body so the the plaque doesn't have a chance to build up. And you're right. You're right um that in 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 the fact that eating healthier, we all know. We our mom told us. <laughs> our dads have told us, yeah. you're going to eat that? Are you sure? Our spouses tell us Even, you know, our our siblings tell us, you know, one may be more healthier than the other and trying to tell them, you know, if you ate this, you know, you wouldn't be like this. And we're like, yeah, it's all good. But then we resort to what we're used to. So it's kind of like, you know, we're in a comfort zone sometimes. And just by getting proper education, but it's not even proper education, it could just be Reducing those things that are not good for you, you can still enjoy them because we all like cake, right?
0: Definitely, definitely. <laughs> I may have some tonight. Tell you what. Yeah, <laughs> tell <just> you <saying> what. <laughs> right?
2: But you know, it's it's just minimizing it, and and because in in all in all essence. Folks love, we love food. We love, and there's just varieties of food. You know, it could be Southern food. It could be Latino food, you know, Mexican food. It could be Japanese and sushi, you know, but everything's always in moderation. So with that said, if you're aligning that with walking or even if you're in your chair and you're moving your legs while you're watching TV, it's consistently moving that blood flow. To create the, the um, absolute like optimum body care, because a lot of folks think that they have to be athletes. A lot mm. of folks think that mm-hmm. they're gonna have to go climb some mountain in order to be you know this health guru, but that's not true. If you're even just moving your arms up and down and you know and just like that while you're while you're watching TV or while you're, while you're reading, you're moving your feet. Or even if you're going up and down the street uh, on your block a couple of times, it gradually improves because you'll feel better, you'll breathe better, and you'll say, wow, I could do two more steps, which leads to two more blocks, which could lead to two more miles. And then, then it just all works out. So moderation, moderation for food. And then as much as your body can take as far as walking, just moving a little bit, is
0: very, very important. Let me ask. You, so that, that's interesting. And, and I guess I'm, I'm going to put myself in, in your shoes. Um, okay. is, is that probably the harder conversation that you have with, with folks, right? Telling them to change their mindset or change their activities, right? I'm, I'm going to use the analogy. Is, is, it, is it hard to teach the old dog new tricks sometimes when, when again, you, you've gone 20, 30 years, however, of being one way, one mindset, you've grown up a certain way, you've eaten a certain type of food or, or whatever the case may be, and you've gotten sedentary again. I mean, is that the hardest thing to to change when you have clients and patients come in to, to tell them you got to do this or else these are the negative consequences of of, of of these inactions that you're having?
2: Well, you know, that applies to life in general. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that is there's always the good and then there's the bad. So we love the good. Right. Yeah. And we'll, we're excited. You know, it's like, OK, you know, we, we're we going to go and have a celebration and we're going to enjoy this great food. Right. And then you go to the doctor on Monday and they said, you know, you're not feeling so good. You got a tummy ache. And they're like, well, what did you eat this weekend? Oh, man, we had this like just <laughs> a buffet of food and, you know, we had drinks and things like that. And then it's like, well, you know, Mr. or Mrs. Smith, here's what's happening.
0: Yeah.
2: Because you're eating these things, the reason why your stomach is hurting is because, well, we know a lot of times you've heard, you know, on TV, you've heard on radio, you've probably read in an article that we have gut issues. Mm-hmm. And that is a result of your body absorbing all the bad stuff. Mm-hmm and then it can't it can't uh, expel correctly so it, it it lines in there and then it's just really hard on your tummy okay but that's just one part of it it it, it also goes through the rest of your body it leads to your heart it leads to your feet even leads to your brain and so when you ask about how do we make those changes yes sometimes it's hard to teach You know, old dogs do trick. I'm going to tell you the truth. (laughs) However, the good thing about it is we put ourselves in their shoes. And we understand because maybe our uncle or maybe our grandma or, you know, maybe a family friend. We know that if they've experienced something just like what they're going through, we know that how can we help them create a solution. So what we do is we, we invite them to share the things that they're doing. And then we, the mindset actually is, is based on them making the change. So we just give them the tools. And we say, if you did this, this is a good thing. This is good. Yeah. And if you don't do it, just like I said before, it's bad. And no one likes to align with bad. No one really does. There's this world, you know, even though we experience bad things in life, at the end of the day, we always want things to be good. That's true. So our body is sacred. So why not take care of that? Because that's what allows us to talk and walk and, you know, go out with our friends and, and, um, you know, have life experiences. If we didn't have this, we wouldn't be here. So that is actually the choice that someone would like to make and we say we'll give you these tools it's up to you now if they say oh well you know i just i'm not going to listen to that okay well you're not going to listen to that but then what happens is disease becomes very critical and once it goes critical sometimes there's no turning back so it's not that we want to put fear in them that's not it at all but what we want to do is we want to provide them all the things necessary to build to this healthy state so that being proactive allows them to live so much longer that they forgot about all the little things that they needed to do to get there. It gotcha. just becomes like, wow, this is great. I'm feeling good.
0: So- I love that. I love that. So that that leads me down a path of asking something like this. Right. Again, we we can we can be doing Let's say we're doing the right things. Let, let's say we're eating right. Let's say we're exercising. Let's, let's say we don't have any family history or anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. Could PAD actually, could we be suffering from that and essentially not be aware, right? I mean, what, what, what would be a scenario where that would be the case?
2: So just like, just like last year in 2020, you know, we heard on the news about the COVID-19 hmm. and how it was asymptomatic. Same thing applies to PAD. So there now. You said about you know having it run in the family, or you know if you're taking care of yourself, pretty much you'd be all right, okay. But if if it run if it does run in the if it runs in the family, or if your lifestyle has been increasing increased with smoking, or you're fifty plus, mm. or Uh, you've had previous heart disease, or um, there's a couple things that can be going on with your body, those can be symptoms, things that you know you'll see, but the asymptomatic ones, you won't see them, you won't know it. And what happens is you assume most folks will assume. Oh, yeah, it's because I'm getting old, right? I'm growing old. And when I was 15, I could run and jump and, you know, and do all this stuff. And then as we get older, we, we uh, connect it to older age. But that's not always the situation. So say, for example, for myself, um, I go for a walk. And I'm walking and I get this little pang in my calf. And I'll tell myself. Well, you know what? That's because I haven't walked in about three months. So I'm getting this little cramp and you know, I go home and I'll sit there and I'll keep feeling this little pang, but it's like, eh, you know, no big deal. Or folks are told that when you get cramps in your legs, you may, you may, uh, connect it to being dehydrated. So you drink right. a bunch of water.
0: Right.
2: Sometimes it could be that. We've been taught as kids, you know, oh, you don't have enough potassium. you got to eat more potassium. So then we'll eat spinach or we'll have beets, you know, things that contain the potassium to get rid of the cramps. But in essence, it really could be PAD and we don't even know it. Um, Some folks, they'll have cramping, like a little cramp on their hip. And they may think, well, you know, I was an athlete in my teens did a lot of running, you know, football, soccer, whatever have you, basketball, jumping, and then you put that pressure back down on your hips. So you'll think that, oh, that's a result of, you know, being doing so much activity when I was younger. And, you know, maybe the hip replacement. But in all, on all essence, what could be happening is those arteries are working harder to move the flow of that blood. And it's creating those pains that that we, we talk about. So yeah. even though, you know, you may think that, oh, you know, that's nothing. It can be asymptomatic, you wouldn't even know it.
0: That's interesting. And Mr. Kavalesky here that who's left this comment, ob- obesity is at the heart of so many of these things, type two diabetes, heart disease, and others are all camaraderie. That's a big word, John. Why, why do you have to, I can't even say that word, but I'll, I'll just say uh, symptoms. of I, I can't <laughs> say that. I, I'm an engineer, dude. I, I, and, and you're coming, he's a certified personal trainer as well. So he's got insight into a lot of the, the, the health aspects as well. <laughs> but that, that goes in alignment with what you were just saying, right? Again, it, it, what we were talking about earlier, take care of yourself. You, you, you've got to do it. There's no reason to wake up and be in pain throughout the day. Right. I mean, we're, we're not supposed to have back pain, neck pain, what, whatever the case may be. That, that is not what life is supposed to be about. Um, and if, if we fuel ourselves appropriately with, with the, the, the mental, the, the physical, the spiritual, all, all of that. Right. Just take care of, of ourselves from a well-being side. Back pains, foot pain, uh, chest pains, things that it really shouldn't be something that's commonplace. And I think what, what, I'm, what I'm, I keep harping on for, again, for the audience that's watching right now, if you're in that particular state, if you are having issues, if you feel something that doesn't feel right, you know your body better than anybody else. Exactly. Right. Go have it taken a look at. Yeah. Even right now when everyone's got to wear masks and everybody's got to be six, seven feet apart, that is no excuse for not going and having whatever ails you corrected or investigated. Check it out. Don't don't walk around hurt all day. It's, it's just it's just not a good look. So I'm, I'm glad we're kind of, and so this was plan. even planned. I'm, I'm glad Jennifer and I are kind of meeting in the middle. Right. In, ter- yep. in terms of, of our messages. And and we've got some comments that are that are also ringing true to to this message.
2: Let, let me let me elaborate on that, yeah. because I, I do know that uh, last year, you know, they put a lot of fear of, of folks going to the hospital. And so what happened was because uh, a lot of, you know, community members didn't go to the hospital, they had critical problems. We've had, we, we not only had folks pass away from COVID, there was a, there was a, across the board of, you know, heart disease or Mm -hmm. things factored because of diabetes. And it's because they were afraid to go to the doctor. Now, let me say the greatest thing is, if you're not going to go into the office, that's fine because we'll eventually get you into the office. Because what happens when you have a telehealth call, you can get on the phone with your doctor and say, you know what? I'm really not feeling good. Now, what they'll do is they'll ask you a series of questions based on that. It's either, okay, you know what? By by what you're telling me, you should go to the emergency. Mm-hmm. And if they're going, oh my gosh, no, 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 I don't want to go to emergency because of COVID. Well, what happens is they'll separate you. They separate those folks that are having, you know, dire situation at that moment. They pull them aside, and everything sanitizes. Not like what people think. COVID is just different. They're, 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 you know, folks that are that were ill with COVID. They're in a, a whole different section of the hospital. Okay. However. There is what's called your normal primary doctor. And what they're doing last year and this year is they're doing one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And so instead of having a bunch of patients waiting in a room, they'll may give you like, you know how like when you go to the restaurant and they have that little buzzer that tells you to come upstairs, you know, and get right. your food. Right. Same thing applies. They'll call you or they'll give you they'll give you that um, buzzer to say, okay, we'll have you in now. And they'll open the door for you, go in, and it's more of a one-on-one. So folks, please do not be afraid to see your doctor or even picking up the phone for a telehealth call. They're more than welcome to do that. And a lot of, a lot of folks may not know, but telehealth, they, they don't bill for it because it's actually, so for example, if you walk into, if you walk into the office, you know, there's a copay. However, for telehealth, because it's on the phone, they don't charge you for that. Because they want they want you to be healthy, so in this moment, like now in 2021 what's good about Vasker Institute is we are a one-on- one, we're outpatient, we're not the hospital. so you could come into our office and have a one-on-one consultation, not even be worried about it, because you know not only are we sanitary and oh you know we wear our masks and all that, but you don't have 10,000 people in there waiting awesome. So there's only one or two of you. So it's it's very fantastic. So cool. just 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 a rule of thumb.
0: I like that. Yes, folks, we we are hitting these messages home. We are I, you know, I I've, I've always heard that you got to hear the message at least 3 times before it sticks. So we we are <laughs> we are drilling it in. And it is it, interesting you mentioned about telehealth as well because I, I got a press release today from one of one of the medical inst- uh, organizations and they were saying telehealth is here to stay. Ir- yes. Irregardless of when everyone gets the jab in their arm, right? Telehealth is is has become incredibly successful. It's become incredibly um, efficient for the physicians and for the patients as well. And again, just this the statement that you made about again, you don't necessarily you don't pay a copay to set an appointment with your doctor with your physician over over the phone. They can do video, they can do audio. Again, it's it's one on it's you. It's encrypted, so it's it's very private and very secure. Definitely, don't shy away from booking a appointment with your health practitioner and getting whatever needs to be looked at. Um, let me ask you about PA. Get get back to PAD specifically, and in terms of how it affects people, uh, men, women, maybe different uh, ethnicities, different races, you know, those types of things as well. Is are there is there any data around again, how maybe, maybe men or just how PAD affects different types of folks?
2: Well, so for example, um, when, when I was telling you before about asymptomatic, so women have less, uh, symptoms than men do, Mm. but, but it's more prevalent in men. And the reason being is they have larger muscles in their legs. So what that said is, you know, the, the, there's no blood flow to the legs. and The, the tissue starts, you know, to deteriorate. And they'll fill it quicker because, you know, the tissues in the muscle are, you know, are collapsing and they're cramping. And that's when you get the result of cramps. Now, for women, women don't have as many symptoms or none at all. And so, um, for example, if a woman did have uh, symptoms, equal to a man, would be uh, sore on the leg or on the foot that just doesn't go away. So say, for example, uh, maybe you've gone, you know, you, you've gone um, to the beach. You know, you wanted to get out of out of your home. You know, you just need to breathe some air and you go to the beach and you happen to step on a piece of glass
0: mm.
2: by accident. Okay, and then you go home and you clean it up. But then after a couple of days, you see that it's really not healing. And then after maybe in another couple of weeks, you see it's kind of still like it's, it's kind of looks infected. But you're going, oh, I'm putting all, you know, my cortisone on there. You know, everything looks good. But it's really getting worse. And what happens there is the fact that the blood flow is, is blocked cannot allow that blood to go down towards the foot or the toe to be able to heal it. Mm so what happens is is that in time that wound will get worse and if it numbs which is like a neuropathy if somebody has diabetes they're not going to feel it anyway so they're just thinking oh it, it it doesn't hurt so what happens is it gradually gets worse to the point of becoming critical now i use that word a lot because it can get critical really fast if the symptoms are there, or if you see things that are there. Another example is changes in the appearance of your legs. So sometimes you'll get a discoloration, almost like a bluish in color. And that is a symptom of PAD. Another one would be that you get like you see redness, a lot of redness, or maybe even swelling that is also part of it um changes as far as say before maybe your toenails would grow like so fast and you're like oh my gosh you have to cut them every week Hmm. but now they're not growing as quickly and you think well maybe as i'm getting older um you know they're just not growing the same well the reason being is because again because the blood flow is not going down to the toes which doesn't allow the toenails to grow and lastly, um, one foot could be colder than the other or a leg could be colder than the other. What that means is sometimes in the weather change, like yeah. me, for example, you know, I'll, I'll go up to the snow and it's cold anyway. So sometimes my foot does get a little bit colder or the other one, you know, they get cold because just because of the weather. But if you're in your home and you have the heater at, you know, your standard 70 degrees or so, and you feel a foot or a leg colder than the other, that's a symptom. Lastly,
0: hmm.
2: the, other, the other symptom would be that um, that uh, you have, like, your, the hair. So, you know, men have hair on their legs most of the time, you know, unless they're shaving if they're, you know, athletes and they're racing on a bike. You know, or they just like to be clean shaven. However, if the hair is not growing back, and you get a shiny look on your legs, that could be another symptom of PAD. Wow! And the difference between women and men is that for men, it also can cause um, erectile dysfunction. Hmm. And why is that? Is because the blood is not flowing as it would in your upper arteries of your lower legs. So then it shuts it down. And some men will say, well, you know, I'm a little older now, doesn't work the same. And they'll think that. But if there, if a gentleman has high blood pressure and he's taking meds for it, and he's trying to control it, that in alignment with peripheral arterial disease is that it, the blood flow is constricted because when you have high blood pressure, it constricts your vessels. So then you won't be able to, um, you know, bluntly say you can't have an erection. A man can't have an erection because that blood flow is not going uh, through. So no. that that is what the difference is between the men and the women.
0: I, you know what? Talk about it. My, 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 my old pastor used to say and uh, uh, he used to say, make it plain. Right, so so you can say what you <laughs> say what you gotta say. I, I, I hope uh, Pastor Isom is on. so he and I'm, I'm sure he remembers uh, Reverend Davis making that statement. <laughs> let, let me let me let me ask you about this question that that came in from uh, Let's see, Jeff Stone. Good to see you, Jeff. Are you aware of Familia cholesterol? Here's another big word. I really, you guys, Hypercholesterolemia. If so, how might it relate to PAD? Fantastic well, question. Great. That's a, re-
2: that's great a really good question. Yes. Now our doctors are very uh, confident in what they do, and this mm. question here is something that we want to save for when the doctor comes on, because okay. this is this is more of you know it's it's cholesterol driven, okay, but there's a little bit more in. Um, intensity in the explanation of that but let me let me kind of do like a kind of short short term on it so cholesterol is is you know functional you know we need certain cholesterol we we need the the good good cholesterol and then we have the bad cholesterol okay now when it's when it's excessive or not enough either way is it's not good okay so there's the, the, the difference in the different types of uh, cholesterols that you have. Now, connecting that with uh, what you eat can definitely grow cholesterol. And that's what creates the plaque. That's what, you know, aligns on the arteries where it's, it's, it's starting to create cholesterol buildup on those, on those arteries. And so technically... Cholesterol has a lot to do with PAD. In the instance that this gentleman is talking about, I would prefer that the doctor do a deeper explanation on that because um, the clinical aspect of it will definitely give you a better understanding of how that works. Okay.
0: And uh, what what Jennifer's talking about, yes, folks, this is part one of part two. Uh, As I was saying in the intro, we are actually going to have the doctors themselves come on uh, on a future date. And we can really dive down into some specific questions that that you may have. uh, And they'll probably show uh, images that, you know, will, will make you just... Maybe cringe a little bit, but but we'll <laughs> actually, you know, sometimes you, got, you you got to put it in, in in your face, right? And sometimes you you, you got to see, uh, you, you got to see what's really going on there before it to resonate and for it to be made real for you. So so yes, yeah, stay tuned for that and make sure that you subscribe to the channel so you can be made aware when we do have that next session with the doctors themselves.
2: Yeah, they get very clinical and and sometimes you know, uh what, what you know, some of the clinical terms you'll say, "Oh gosh, what is that?" But what's amazing about the doctor is they will put it in our terms so we can understand it. And then they can help relay information that we may have been told by another doctor and then how it correlates with PAD. So it's very it's very amazing. Yes.
0: That's good. That's good. And, and and I think that brings to 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 this question, right? Because we, we've talked about a lot of negative. We, we have, right? So far, we've talked about you know you, you could have no symptoms, you could have it, you can have multitude of, of symptoms, and it it could be somewhat devastating to you, to your mentality or to your mental state because you think you've got again PAD and, but when You actually go into the office and when you actually sit with a doctor, what are the actual steps that happen from a screening perspective, maybe from a treatment perspective? Because I think hearing this will take some of the the assumption out and some of the, the... folks going on something like a web MD and try to try, try to diagnose <laughs> themselves, which is always wrong. You, you definitely, you don't want to Google everything out there because you, 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 you might find something that you're looking for. So let, let, let's hear directly from, from you in terms of what some of the types of screening are.
2: So here's the good thing. This is what's good. See, it's good. You know, you say negative, but, but really what the end result is, it's good. And why I say that is because, uh, Folks, folks believe that, you know, like you said, if they're looking at WebMD and they're looking up all these things, and they're like, oh, my gosh, you know, I have it. Or, you know, I have these palpitations. That means, you know, something really bad is going to happen to me. But what it is, just like you said earlier, James, is that we know our own body. We mm-hmm. do know our own body. And the beauty of that is if we're proactive and we screen, we rule everything out. We can rule it all out. And then we're like, Oh my gosh, I was healthier than I thought. (laughs) Then you go on vacation and you do more good things, right? Because you're so proud of yourself for that accomplishment. That's a huge accomplishment. I think when we take care of our bodies, you know, and, and we are proactive and say, you know what? I'm going to go see what that, what that entails. You are like loving yourself. And we love people every day. We li- we know we love our family members, we love our spouse, you know. We even love our dog. You know, sometimes we love our dog, and we're putting those little outfits on them. We love them so much, but we forget about loving ourselves. Wow! You know. And so, be generous to yourself. So, when you go into our doctor's office, this is what happens. It says easy. You know, how I said easy, as taking off your shoes and socks. That's it. Very simple technique. What it's called is an ankle brachial index. So we all know what a blood pressure cuff looks like. We know it goes around the arm and we know we pump it up and then we get our blood pressure, correct? Same thing happens to your foot. So what the doctor will do, they'll put the cuff around your ankle and they're testing for your blood pressure. So Mm -hmm. they align it with the blood pressure that's in your arm. And they'll, they'll test your, your ankle to see if it's high or if it's low. Now, if it's very low blood pressure, the next step is they use what's called a Doppler. And a Doppler is a form of an ultrasound. And it actually, it's probably about, probably about this big. And it has a little wand at the end. And what they do, just imagine that. Let's see. Just imagine this is your, your calf area. So the doctor, he'll put the Doppler and he'll just go up and down, and he'll listen for blood flow. Hmm. So if he's going down the leg and he hears like, like it stops, then he's like, okay, well there may be a possibility of some blockage. So then the next step is, they'll do an ultrasound. Ultrasound, all it is, is basically creating an image, a picture. of your in the interior of your your legs so it looks at the tissues and and the arteries and the veins simple it really is that simple so based on those images the doctor then reports his findings he'll say wow amazing everything's going good you know what it is it could be just a little bit, you know, of your veins. You know, your veins could be just, you know, having like a, a little bit of blockage. But it's nothing that is um, crucial. Okay. So maybe they'll say, oh, you know, change this habit or stop smoking. You know, whatever have you to give you that information. But if your arteries are clear, good to go no problem. Have a nice day. Come follow up, follow up with us in six months. If it runs in your family, you know, if you're, if you're pushing, you know, 60 years old now, you know, you were 55 when you came, you know, in six months from now, you're going to be 56. Well, let's do it again. And let's do it every year if we can to prevent it. Because when you're proactive and you check it and you've ruled it out, there's more chances you're not going to get it. So those three. Ankle brachial index, the Doppler, and an ultrasound are the three tools that they'll use to help define if somebody has PAD.
0: That Kind of sounds um, less intrusive than a than a dental
2: appointment. It's very it's very <laughs> right. minimal. It's absolutely minimal. I mean, because you don't they don't go they don't go inside. You know, they yep. don't they you know. So everything is on the outer uh, outer extremity. And then when, um, say, for example, if somebody has diabetes, and they'll see, the doctor will see a little bit of the, um, the plaque buildup. Okay. Sometimes all they need is medicine. Sometimes all they need is a compression sock. And they'll say, okay, and you do a little wow. bit more walking, and you're fine. And it goes away. So this is why, because when you wait too long, I have seen it mm-hmm. personally. You know, doctors sometimes, uh, primary doctors, aren't educated, and let me tell you the difference of an interventional radiologist and a surgeon. So, what do you think that means? What do you think the difference is between well, the she's two? Put
0: me, put me on the on the on the hook here, right? Uh... Definitely, the surgeon is the one that you is not. I don't see the last result, but I'll say is the most intrusive.
2: Absolutely.
0: Okay. I was always a B minus student. I, you know, I was, no, I, was, I, was I was in the middle of the class. I was I was never in the back, but I was you know I was that, a B minus. That student was an A plus <laughs> answer, James. I'm just saying. <laughs> Love it.
2: So yeah. So you know what what what's what's really good is that. Folks don't have to fear. You don't have to fear. You take that out of the yeah. equation.
0: Let me let me ask about the timing. Right. Again, c- come in for, for screening. How, how long does it take? Right. I mean, is, is the, the three steps that you just mentioned, just barring all things ankle. Right. There, doctor doesn't, doesn't see any any issues. Is, is it 15 minutes? Is it 20 minutes? Is it how long does something like that take? Because because. Will you, as the patient, sit there and wait for any results to come back, or, or are they something subsequent that you get after you after you leave?
2: Good question. That's a good question. So, when you go in for the initial ABI, the ABI takes about ten minutes. So, if everything's good, they say, "Have a nice day." Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming in because you cared about yourself. Okay. If they see that there's something going on, they think, they'll go ahead and use the Doppler. Doppler takes about 15 minutes. Okay. So for those two things, you were looking at about a half hour. And then if the doctor says, you know what, with the Doppler, we see that there might be a little bit less blood flow than we thought. What they'll do is they'll set you up for consultation. So you'll come back another day. You come in for the consultation, and then they will do the um the ultrasound and they'll take the images so then based on that you go home and then the doctor will have the findings Then he'll bring you back in and then he'll say well we can do a couple of things so they give you a couple options as far as procedure is concerned now i said procedure Mm. i did not say surgery yeah
0: Words matter. Words matter. Words matter. Listen, Listen, folks. Yeah,
2: (laughs) let me tell you. So, surgery. If you went online tonight, if you go on the internet tonight, and you pull up surgery, like like James said, they go. It's it's invasive. What does that mean? That means they have to use a scalpel. Mm -hmm. They have to cut. So when a surgery is performed for peripheral arterial disease by a surgeon, not only is there pain, but there is long recovery.
0: Mm, makes sense, yeah.
2: High costs and lots of rehab. So it's not something that no, nobody wants surgery anyway. I said that in the beginning. Nobody wants surgery. Sometimes we have to do it for, for other reasons. But there's a lot of interventional uh, radiologists now that even work alongside with the cardiologists, and they can provide procedure. And what the difference is, a procedure is basically they're putting a little incision. I can't even I can't even show you how little it is, but it's small. And the doctor inserts a catheter into your leg, into the artery. Mm-hmm. And then there's a little scope that goes in there, which is the camera, so that he can see what he's doing. And what's so fantastic about it, it's, it's literally probably only an hour long for a procedure, outpatient procedure.
0: Okay. So that's, that's good to know enough to, to take into consideration too. Okay.
2: Yes. And it's not you know hours on the table. And then the next thing, so when the doctor, you know, he gives the options for the procedure – then you talk about it, you know, maybe you bring your, your family member in with you You talk about it and they'll say, OK, this is what we'd like to do. OK, so then we schedule you for your appointment. So you'll come in whatever time is scheduled for you and you'll um, be in a, in a room where, you know, you you get comfortable. So the other thing is, is when you uh, folks go to a surgery, they have to be put under anesthesia and put Mm -hmm. to sleep with a procedure it's what's called conscious sedation so you're actually awake you're actually awake and you can talk to the doctor and sometimes we have fun in there you know in in a professional way you know because we want we want to make it you know it's serious but it's lighthearted as well because we want the patient to feel very comfortable where they're at it's still nerve-wracking you know because just like you said with the dentist no one likes to go to the dentist you know Yeah. However, we facilitate that. We make sure you're comfortable when you arrive. We make sure you're comfortable when you when you um, you know undress and, and put your um, your gown on. We make it comfortable when you're in the OR suite, and then because you're awake, we can tell you what's going on. And it's actually a lot of patients appreciate that because they feel like they're in, they're included and they're valued because we're saying. Oh, my gosh, this wasn't, you know, this, this is great. So what happens is when uh, the doctor goes into the artery and they can see it on what's, you know, an intravascular screen. So it's it's ultrasound interiorly, you know, and they'll, they'll look, the doctor looks at it. And then our tech will say, well, doctor, you have this much diameter to work with. So, of course, you know how small an artery can be mm-hmm. or a vein can be. So with that diameter, then the doctor can determine what kind of tool he can use. So he has a very micro blade, very little blade, tiny, tiny. And he can use one that's rotating. He can use one that's chiseled, you know, to take the plaque off the side of the artery Hmm. or just depending on, um, even if it's light, then he just uses kind of like a little chisel and he taps it, he taps it off little by little and then He vacuums it out, and then he turns on the little faucet because, of course, you have to close up the artery, right, when you're doing the procedure. Right. So what's really wonderful about this, now get this. When he turns, like, the faucet on, like in the kitchen, you, you turn it on really strong, right, and the blood flows through the toes, you can see the difference right then and there. On the ultrasound, you can see the blood flowing. It's amazing. It's beautiful. So then the patient is like, are we done? And they're like, yeah, you're all done. So then you go back to the the patient goes back to the recovery room. They lay down for about an hour. And in that time, reason why we have them wait is because we just want to make sure that the blood's consistently flowing. You know, there isn't any kind of, you know, clogging going on. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And then those patients walk out of there
0: gotta love that gotta love that
2: they don't have crutches they don't have you know where they have the stitches going all up their leg where they can't leave for a week because they're in recovery and their icu whatever have you they are walking out in an hour and they can go home to their families or the friends or whoever that they're hanging out with and (laughs) celebrate
0: and, and and move on with the regular. So you you mentioned a couple of things there that I, I again I, I want to make sure that we don't gloss over. Um okay. Any type of procedure, any any type of medical, um, sir, What I'll say, surgery, but any type of time when you have to go into somewhere, you got to put a gown on, and you got to be whatever. You got to lay on a table, whatever the case may be. There is anxiety around that. Right, there, they're for for everyone that's involved, and I, I like the fact that you again try to meet folks where they are uh, and keep them informed. You, I, I'm really happy that you went into some pretty decent detail just now, right, in terms of the the tools that you use, the different types of scalpels, the different types of of of, of equipment that the doctor uses, and, and talk to talk to folks about that because really you want to know about that ahead of time because that helps to alleviate some of that anxiety and and that helps to prepare mentally folks for what could be happening. Then the fact that you mentioned that, yeah, this happens, but you know what, it's, you can see it. So it's, it's, it's just like that, that wonderful colonoscopy that, that that, that we got to get. And if, and the doc says, if you want to watch it, you can watch it. I don't want to watch it, doc, but thanks for the, thanks for the camera. Um, but you have that option. Um, and then, then the fact that again, for the most part, right, you're, you're, you're in and out with procedure probably, but I'll, I'll round up two hours. Right, and and you can go out and, and do whatever it is that you're accustomed to doing that same day. I, I, th- that's critical for folks to again know and not assume because they, they would think that I'm going in for uh, a PAD procedure and uh, I'm gonna be laid up on the in the couch for for a week. No, you're not.
2: No, you're not. Yeah.
0: Let me let me ask you about this, and I don't know if if you can answer it or or if maybe the doctor can or something else, but let's let's talk about payment. Right. Does insurance cover any of these procedures? How, how, how does that work? Or is it is it out of pocket? Again, I, I don't I don't want to assume I'd rather ask the question direct.
2: So actually, there's both. So um, we take an array of insurances. Uh, we have Medicare. We have um, United Health Care, Blue Cross Blue Shield, mm. um, Aetna, Novano, Imperial, there's, there's just a slew of them, Hill Physicians. Uh, And if a patient, so, so let me give you a quick, a quick uh, review. Um, Sometimes folks want to pay out of pocket because, you know, they, they're like, may have, you know, the, the plan where they can afford to pay up front, Mm -hmm. you know. So we have where uh, you can pay out of pocket. You know, some folks they they, they don't have insurances if they're you know self employed, and you know their their plans are you know skyrocketing. You know, and and they're they're having a, a lot of cost for you know having to pay um, in in uh, network as opposed to out of network, and it's it sometimes it's all convoluted, right? So they're yeah. like, you know what? If I can pay out of pocket, I'll do that. And we have that option as well. However, primarily we go through the insurance because PAD is medically necessary to get treated. Um, so, yes, both, both. And why I'm so excited about um, our event that you know, we'll, we'll chat about later is because the initial ankle brachial index is provided complementary. And, and with that said, to be able to have that as complimentary, yeah. you can go in come out and be ruled out right away and just say, oh, my gosh, I'm glad I did that. And it was just by taking your shoes and socks off. <laughs> See?
0: Well, you, you touched on it. We, we might as well go into it. I, I've i got the <laughs> the screen up. Perfect segue. Perfect segue. But folks, still continue to feel free to ask a question ask should you questions. have one. Yeah. This is an event I believe that you've got coming up. Yeah, uh, March third here in um, Carmichael, so right. in the in the Sacramento area, nine to nine thirty to two thirty. Uh, where is it? Where is it at again? It, oh, it's it's literally at your office. Okay.
2: Yeah, six four five zero Coyle Avenue. So we're directly across the street from uh, Mercy on Coyle Avenue in Carmichael. And uh, what's great about it is, like I said, you know, it's a complimentary screening. And if you want to come in, you know, there's a number there. It's a 916-965-5050. Call them up and schedule your appointment. And the reason being is because of COVID, you know, we're trying to keep a beautiful social distance Mm -hmm. Um, and we, we will schedule appropriately. So. We typically can schedule every 15 minutes. That way we can do a minor assessment. And then you get your screening. And then the doctor will, you know, talk to you for a minute or two just to kind of go over the things that they, they found. If they didn't find anything, it's great. You have, you know, some, some, um, some dessert and coffee and hang out with us and maybe even tour the, the office. If we have something that we think that, you know, would be better looked at by um, by an imaging or a Doppler, then we will ask you if we want to go ahead and move forward on that. OK, uh, but 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 the great thing is, is that it is complimentary. And by by um, calling in and scheduling your appointment, then what we do is we have. S- you know, different rooms. So you will we'll assess you. You'll go into a room and say there's a patient right behind you. We assess them and they go into the next room. So you're still socially distanced. Um, we have, you know, sanitizers and masks. We're all sanitized in the office. You don't have to worry. And, uh, we will have, um, chairs inside and outside to keep everyone socially apart. Um, but we want you to be social. Mm-hmm. On top of that, we still want you to be social because we want to get to know you and we want to get to know, um, you know, what you're feeling about it. You know, like, James, you did. You talked about anxiety and, and stress, you know, anything is stressful when you don't know. Yes. But if true. we if we can give you all the tools and all the info and everything you absolutely need to know before, during and after you are empowered as a patient. And. A lot of times people, the doctors, you know, they don't say anything because they are inundated and they don't mean to be like that. There's some great doctors out there. But if they're having a bad day because they have maybe what's called like a quota, they have to have so many patients in that day. Mm. It's stressful for them. And they by no means mean to not be empathetic or or not care. Sometimes it's just they're so busy. But what we've learned at Vascular Institute is we take it a step up. We take it, an you know, an extra step to say, how are you feeling today and what can we do for you? And if you want to talk about it, that's great because that's telling us that you're willing to make the change to find out about PAD. So I congratulate you when you do that.
0: I uh, while you were talking, I, I realized that that link was just brutal. So, so I created a tiny URL for folks oh, that actually amazing. links back to that. So links.james6.org/vascular will actually take you to that um, uh, site as well, and I will make sure that's in the show notes for folks. We I do have uh, another question here and asking about Tricare. Right. So for for military uh, veterans, military uh, active duty and things of that nature. Do you do you take that?
2: Yes, we do. We take TRICARE. OK, absolutely. Yep. And and you know what I'll do, James, is um, I can send you a list of the insurances. I don't know if there's something you can kind of pop up and and display. Is there a way to do that?
0: You can. Actually, you have the capability as well. You you can share a screen. But I tell you, what, send it to me in. Uh, in an in, in in email message. And again, I'll, I'll, I'll consolidate everything and I'll put it in the show notes for on Facebook, on YouTube and, and on okay. my site. So folks can, can easily grab that because I think that's, that that's critical as well. So,
2: yeah. And, and also um, what I can do also is on, on the Eventbrite, I can also add a document and I can, I could probably um, do that as well. So okay. um, thank you for, for, for a- asking that question <laughs> about TRICARE.
0: Awesome. I'm trying to see here if we had any more questions. I, I think uh, we we've touched on, I, I was getting a handful of messages as well on my phone. So folks are, are, are watching and they're saying fantastic show, fantastic guests, great, great information. So it's it's resonating. Right. Okay. And, and, and I think, again, well, I know that everything that, that you have been talking about, is going in and, and it's staying. It's not just, it's just not just falling out. So, uh, and especially the part about what the actual screening looks like and what the procedure is, right? I, again, I, I almost can feel the virtual sighs of relief, right? Of folks saying, oh, I, I think I do have something that may be similar to this or to some of the symptoms that you were talking about, but I don't want to go in, but, oh, you know what? the just said that it's, it's, it's not that bad to, to go and get it done. And if, if, if it is the, the situation to actually get it addressed. So again, I, I, I'm going to say I virtually feel those, uh, <laughs> sighs of relief. So,
2: so let me, you know, let me, let me kind of talk a little bit more. You you mentioned earlier about if, if it, if it, if it was more prominent in, in, in other nationalities and the mm-hmm. other, and I will say that it is, um, a higher rise in Afro American um, individuals. Mm. Reason being is because there is a series of um, diabetes, uh, cardiovascular disease, and high cholesterol and high blood pressure. Now, that could be a result of generations, like we talked about before, generations of you know different habits of eating. You know, like folks in Louisiana or folks from, you know, the South, you know, Alabama, Georgia, you know, they're used to that. I, I mean, my mom is from the South and we have fried corn, fried orca. Yeah, black eyed peas, you know, everything, everything's breaded, you know, cornbread and, and, you know, and the desserts on top of the desserts on top of the desserts. Right. So we love that stuff, you know, fried pork chop, you know, and fried chicken. It's all, it's so yummy. Totally. But in moderation. Yeah. So, you know, back in the day, if you look back, you know, a lot of our, our um, ancestors passed early because of conditions that there weren't doctors there to relieve it or to fix it. So we're living a lot longer now. I mean, a lot longer. And that's good because that is telling our society that you are taking care of your heart and your soul and your mind. And we bring good peace with Vascular Institute because when you have all that inclusive and then you're able to come to us and say, We're willing to give it a shot hey that just makes it even more powerful i swear i i can't i can't elaborate james i can't elaborate how simple it is and you you you, the impressions that the folks feel when they leave because Mm. they are so happy and they're they're elated that they wish they would have done it sooner they say gosh how come we didn't do this sooner But, no, that doesn't matter now. It's that you did it now, you know?
0: That's a good point. That's that's a good point. Um, This has been awesome, right? Again, um, a goal and a focus of mine has been, well, especially for 2021, right, one one is mental health and especially mental health for for men because, one, I'm going slightly on a tangent, but it's because (laughs) men don't typically – talk about those types of things or, or, or take care of themselves as much. So, so mental health is one, but it, it's it always have been a focus around taking care of one's one's body as well. Yes. So I, I kind of hinted about, uh, the physical to mental and the spiritual and, and those types of things and really assuring that we take care of that uh, on a day-to-day basis and take care of each other, focus on community. Um, Yes, This message is, is resonating with folks. Again, I, I think every single question that I may have had and folks that I reached out to asking for questions ahead of time has been addressed. And I know uh, a number of folks are on the, on the session right now hearing you talk. And, and, and again, hearing, I'm going to say the truth in, in, in your words and, and the way that you pre- presented yourself and presented the story. Because again, it resonates with you and you have a personal connection to, to the healing piece. Yeah. So again, I, I think that is, has definitely helped with, with the message. Uh I'm keeping this link on screen right now so folks can go to that and hopefully register and, and get those consultations go in between nine thirty and two thirty on the third go talk to Jennifer, go have some cookies and cake and, <laughs> and, and some don't, I may come in just, just for the food. Well, I'll, I'll come in get a screen too, but, uh, yeah, come but again, in. Th- yeah, that, that, that's, that's good stuff. Uh, outside of the, that actual event, because, um, and I'm, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here because this is only in Carmichael. Do you have a list of maybe resources that folks not in the Northern California region could possibly go to for just PA information, right? Um, Yes. And, and if you don't have them with you right now, again, we can, we can put those in, into a, uh, a list of the documents that I'm going to put together for this session.
2: So actually, very simply, you could go to our website. Very simple. It's myvascular.com. www.myvascular.com. And we have locations in Texas and we have locations in Arizona right now. But we will be expanding. We will be expanding. Uh, we, we, we love what we do. And we know that it's uh, PAD is definitely something that a lot of folks don't realize is, is very, very crucial to know about. Mm-hmm. Reason being is we talk about, you know, all the other things, we talk about diabetes and cholesterol and, and heart disease and things like that. But a lot of doctors do not talk about the lower extremities. And what happens is we want to prevent amputation. That is our number one goal is to reduce amputations because let me be very honest what happens is when these diseases get critical and you go to the doctors a lot of times because it's old school all they know is surgeons and they'll send you to the hospital and say well you know you have to get the amputation well you need to call vascular institute first now i'm going to tell you a very quick story Two weeks ago, there was a, a lady and a gentleman, uh, they're a married couple, had gone into uh, a vascular surgeon's office, okay? And they were giving, given the results of their findings. And the lady was absolutely just couldn't believe that she may have to get an amputation. So she couldn't even talk to the doctor any longer. She says, I just have to leave. So her and her husband left and she was crying and she went out to the car and the husband was kind of behind her. And in the lobby was my brochure, Hmm. Vascular Institute. So the husband grabbed a copy of it because down the front, and I'll show you right now, this is what it says. You can see it. It says, do you have leg pain? Leg sores, tingly, heavy or cold legs and feet. It could be PAD. So he took he took it and they went into the car and they read it. And the wife says, let's go in there. Let's let's chat with them. So they came into our our clinic. We scheduled them an appointment. They got a procedure done and she was absolutely fine. Didn't need an amputation. Wow. So that's what's magnificent about what we do. And if I could spread that word all over the universe, that's what I will do because it is, like I said, it's so easy, easy, Uh, easy. uh, uh, uh,
0: I love it. That, that, so that's the story that I want to, I can't, I can't top that, right? Just, just that whole aspect (laughs) folks. This is perspectives and focus. Uh, Jennifer, thank you very much for taking the time to come oh, and talk to us. Uh, we will do this again again uh, in a couple of weeks when we have the doctor come on and get a little bit more granular in terms of questions that folks may have. But, folks, again, take take this information to heart. Take a look at the links that we've sent. Uh, Jennifer will always be available because you have her phone number on that brochure that I posted. And if you have questions about the procedure, uh, you, you should be less less uh, hesitant now let, let, let's say that less hesitant of going in and taking care of yourself. Uh, that being said, Jennifer, thank you again for your time. And we thank will definitely very talk soon. Appreciate you.
2: Thank you everybody.